Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey, 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 and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And today to talk on resilience and all sorts of other interesting and associated subjects, is Don Cummins, who's joining me today. First of all, good, it's well, it's evening here, Don, so good evening to you. And good evening to you as well, Russell. Glad to be here. Where in the world are you? I am in Durango, Colorado. Oh, okay. So yes. are you snowy yet, or is, is it so nice? It's chilly, but not snowy. And the mountains that surround the area, they they have had um, snow on and off, Um I expect in the next couple of weeks it's going to be there for to stay. So. Wow! Do you get cut off ever, or is that, uh, or is it you you prepared? Oh, um, cut off. What would you? Uh, in sorry. terms of not being able to travel anywhere. So. Oh, oh yes, yes, yeah. Everything stays pretty plowed around here. Uh, my driveway does not get. I, I have a long driveway. We we have a homestead and we raise goats and chickens and so. Oh, um, I have have a purchase to make. We just moved a, a couple of years ago, so I need to get a snow. I need to get a blade for my truck, and then we'll be we'll be we'll be perfect. It's a very different world over there. So, well, tell us a bit about yourself, um, Don. What is it that you do? What is it that you get up to? Um, well, I, I coach um, other people in, in recovery and just in, in life in general um, to, to overcome obstacles, to increase their resilience and to, to gain insight as to their purpose and meaning and things like that. Um, I wasn't always doing that. Um, uh, my, my, my past uh, is, is a pretty rocky one. And includes, uh, you know, a lot of trauma, a lot of uh, uh, scrapes with the law when I was very young, and ultimately landed me uh, serving a twenty-year prison sentence for bank robbery. Wow! And um, yes, and uh, addiction, and 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 subsequently recovery is a, is a, is a big part of my story, and learning to rebuild my life after being at the absolute bottom. So, I'm, so I'm guessing to... I don't take this wrong way, but I'm guessing if you got twenty years for bank robbery, robbery you weren't the best. No, I was not the best, and uh, it was not a Hollywood kind of yeah. kind of kind of bank robbery situation. It was uh, more out of desperation uh, rather than just being a maverick, you know. And um, so, which which is usually the case. And um, so, no, it didn't turn out well for me. And th- and that's often the thing, isn't it? You know, when people hit rock bottom, they they sometimes take extreme actions, don't they? Because and and then that's the problem, isn't it? Because whatever it is that you decide to do is not planned. It's not considered. It it is easier if especially if it's criminal to be to be caught. Is that was that the situation with you? 
that's exactly the situation. Desperation and uh, not caring about the consequences and just being concerned with an immediate relief of some sort of the, the, the cravings for drugs or, or um, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just a total focus on getting some relief in the moment yeah. and which uh, is not long-term for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, there are other people in the world who've gone through what you've done. So if you don't mind, can we unpack it a bit? What what was the, what led to the downfall? What, what led to the cravings, to the drugs and all those sorts of things? Well, um, it, it, you know what led to my addiction? I, I would say, in, in hindsight, and and, and it, it's complex, and, and unpacking all of it in detail is is not yeah. not that simplistic. But but generally, um, I, I I had suffered a lot of trauma when I was young. Um, I felt uncomfortable in my own skin, and uh, I felt like I was different from everybody else. Yeah. And and because of that, um, you know, I wanted a way to connect, and I wanted a way to to feel good, and and so that the idea of doing drugs and hanging out with uh, the kids that seemed a little bit rebellious for some reason uh, for me was very attractive. And so um, with my particular makeup, when I started using um, with, within a couple of years, my life was a complete train wreck and I was 13 and my parents wow. uh, um, had me committed to a inpatient drug program and um, it didn't work. Um, things got worse for me. I got involved in the criminal justice system. Uh, first as a runaway, I would steal a bicycle to get home or, and then it became a car and, um, things escalated. And I wound up doing a couple of years, uh, in adult prison at the age of 16. Um, and after that, um, my life was a cycle of, um, trying to stay clean and trying to stay employable and lasting a couple of weeks until I just couldn't take it and deal with the emotions and the struggle of uh, learning how to live in the, in the free world. And uh, which would, would, would lead me back to drugs, uh, some really horrible decisions. And then uh, in desperation uh, to do something really stupid that just destroyed my life. Yeah. And, I mean, there's um, a, fa so. there's a famous, um, it's interesting hearing this week or the week before about Matthew Perry dying. And mm -hmm. um, his famous conversation with Christopher Hitchens about the fact that taking a drink or taking drugs, if you're addicted, is just a choice. But people don't understand that it's a, it's a, it's just not a choice. Actually, your body is craving a chemical substance. It's a, an addiction. It's something much more troublesome, problematic, you know. And 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 willpower on its own is not something you need to to solve drugs it needs support it needs programs it needs work and i guess if you get caught from what i understand about the american system once you're into that sort of system it's very hard to escape it sort of almost drives you into into the sort of rock bottomness there's very seems to be very little redemption in that process that that's correct and and and, and uh on the first point um yeah it's 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 for a person who's addicted uh to use um, it's not, it's not a choice in the sense of we, we normally no. think of that entirely free will. There's, there's free will in theory, but in fact, uh, the, the feelings of compulsion and, uh, the, the lack of any skills or anything in the toolbox to deal with situations, um, really makes that meaningless, that type of freedom. And, and, and you know, I've found that that applies to addiction, addiction to drugs, but also to other their dynamics, you know, uh, it could be a person returning to a relationship that they know is harmful to them, but they need validation and it's not logical, you know, and so support and gaining insight and uh, getting in touch with who you truly are, I believe is, is, is foundational 
to yeah. making progress at, at dealing with those uh, types of dynamics and building and building the maturity and the f- harnessing the intellectual capability to actually make the sort of conscious choices you really need to make, don't you? You've got to you've got to recognize you've reached a point of no return to be able to to make that return. I mean, people talk about this: you hit the n- nadir, the real, the bottom, and then you can actually recognize the bottom to be able to change your life. Uh, and actually, when you're not at the bottom, it's quite hard to change because you know there's further you could go. Almost, it's, it's you know you you see very few people beating drugs in their early teens and mm-hmm. even in their early twenties. It's just almost as they haven't got the maturity to be able to deal with it. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, in many cases, it, it just has to play out. Yeah, and there's not a lot of intervention you can do until someone is ready, and that has to be realizing some things intellectually, and also realizing some things in the heart, on the heart level, internalizing some some principles through experience, and and uh, and that's usually what it takes. Um, but I I have found in working with people that if someone is willing and they're teachable, and and usually that that um, opportunity uh, has to happen through some sort of bottom. There's got to be something that happens that makes a person uh, willing or to be teachable. Uh, But it doesn't have to be the kind of bottom that I experience. You know, everybody's got a different bottom, you know? And so I have worked with people that, that, that don't have to go anywhere near where I went to, to turn their life around and and, um, experience um, um, a sense of, a sense of fulfillment and connection and happiness with their life and, and not, have to feel like they have to dis- to escape all the time. Yeah, and a lot of people call that sort of turning a corner rather than hitting rock bottom, don't they? And it's it's okay. it's it's how you do that, isn't it? So so I guess if you uh, obviously committed robberies and you got yourself into prison, did you get clean in prison? Or because some people can't do that because it's oh, but some people find that the best way to get drugs is to go to prison. Um, so how, how did it work? How did prison work out for you? Did it take to, take for you to come out to be able to turn your life around? Well, in, in my case, um, you know, I had been through so much um, uh, as, a, as, a, as a youth and, and, and my parents were, felt a lot of, of guilt and, 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 and the desire to help me out when I finally got out uh, at the age of uh, 39 after having served that, that huge prison sentence. And so wow. they set me up with a, they set me up with a, 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 a rental home that they had and I didn't owe rent. My dad helped me out with a car, uh, got me a laptop. The internet was something new. I, there was no online anything when I went in. And so I had a lot of catching up to do. And, and, um, uh, but the thing about it is, is that even though I was set up perfectly, I was not anywhere near, um, being able to handle what, what was to come. And that is, um, um, prior to that, the whole time that I served, I thought that my problem was one thing. I thought Mm. it was doing cocaine and crack cocaine in particular. And I thought that if I just, just willpowered my way through it, I thought that uh, with just resolve and getting out and getting set up in a good situation that I would be fine, but it didn't play out that way. Um, Despite the fact that I had, I got a job fairly quickly at a car. um, I, I wasn't able to connect with other people. I was obsessed with the idea of how different I was from everyone else. And I felt very disconnected, alienated. And I, um, you know, uh, the, the, the idea of getting high nagged at me. And finally I, I, I did. And to make a long story short, I was, I wound up homeless within a few years. I wound up homeless. I was charged with another bank robbery, uh, oh. that I committed. And I, I was, um, I had it so bad that if I got a $20 bill or, um, 
you know, any amount of money in my hand, my, my stomach would do flips. My knees would start to shake and I would have to use the bathroom. It was that visceral, you know, yeah. the desire to use. And so I was addicted bad and I was homeless and begging for money. And, uh, and that was like sort of the bottom, almost the bottom. And then mm-hmm. um, I had this insight one day while recover, well, attending a recovery um, workshop and that had to do uh, with uh, uh, being self-centered yeah. and the mental posture of um, seeing everything as a threat and somehow um, being against me. And it was really a mindset shift, which I, I realized that I was, um, I was worthy of a good life and I yeah. was worthy of, of the struggle that it would take to, uh, to change my life. Yeah. And so I reached out for help and, and that's when things began turning around. And that's and that's the thing, isn't it? That you're dealing with the, the early trauma. You're not dealing with the bit in the middle, and that's why people fail to recognise that that the drug taking the drugs isn't the issue. That's the symptom, isn't it? From the from the cause where it is. But people don't seem to understand that. It seems blindingly obvious, but I think we're so focused on the fact that you're putting something in your mouth or you're spending money or whatever it is you're doing that we just focus on. Let's just let's just solve that bit. But you you'll never solve it without looking at the origi- originating cause. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's the, the, the symptom or the, the obvious is, is what the focus often is. Yeah. And, um, and not everybody knows the originating cause on a sense. I wouldn't say you're lucky because you, I don't mean lucky in that sense, but you um you had an, the fact that you had the insight of where the trauma stores would give you, give you an, give you a place. Whereas a lot of people just don't know that they, they don't know what the trigger is to all this. And so it just seems that they, they have an addiction, but they don't understand the, the root of it. That that's correct, and and I've run into a lot of people that have managed to stay clean or or, or sober or, or or whatever you want to call it, uh, with the help of the community, but really haven't 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 taken a look at those issues, those underlying yeah. issues, and and so life uh, for for some of these people becomes a constant focus on just making it another day without using, and that's yeah. like life is defined by that, yeah. um, and 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 the real freedom that I have found has come from a from 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 being connected with with the cause of that and not only that but with with who I truly am yeah and uh that's huge and and uh and that you know speaking of resilience you know that has is what gave me the power um and, and not in a once and for all event either you know uh but that that is that is the was was the, the foundational event that allowed me to start building resilience and to build a life uh kind of you know, beyond anything I could have ever dreamed of for a person like me. Yeah. So. Yeah. And what's fascinating now, I guess, you look at life's challenges against that perspective and actually life's challenges, because perspective is all really, isn't it? Life's challenges must seem less forbidding or threatening or unattainable because actually you've achieved so much. And and whilst it's an achievement that's never finished because it's a finite process, um, sorry, infinite process, but it must give you great heart to know that you've been able to achieve this thing. I mean, there's pretty well nothing else life's going to throw at you that's that's quite as significant. I mean, I don't want to tempt fate to saying that, but but you know what I mean. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. And um, you know, I, I I working with others has been huge in my life, and, and I needed to be I need to be reminded of that. Um, um, you know going through all that and then having this moment of awakening and getting clean and starting to build a life didn't, doesn't erase all, nope. all the pathways, no there, you know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. Um, you know, I remember like, like I wound up getting a job, uh, an entry-level programming job, um, 
after a few years, after I, I, not long after I got engaged and married and, and had a kid on the way. Um, and, uh, and I wound up becoming the director of software development for a banking software company uh, that was international and quite, quite large. Uh, and me with my background, it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing in and of itself, but, but it was difficult, you know, to deal with professional people and to learn the skills uh, that I needed to interact with people. And, 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 and I would go to my, my mentor um, often and say, man, they hate me there. They're going to fire me, you know, and he would talk, talk me off the ledge constantly yeah. uh, until I got in the habit of viewing myself as, as, as an equal to everyone else. And, and as a person who had um, just as much right as anybody to, to, to experience goodness and, and that I did have something to offer. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, why would I be the director of software development for this, this company? They, they saw it in me and I needed to practice being able to see that in myself. Yeah. People don't understand that abuse at a very early age creates a huge issue in terms of self-awareness and self-esteem and such like, and self-acceptance because, well, and, and it's, it's understandable why. And, and actually, sometimes when people are t- you know telling later life that you're marvelous and you're doing a great job, it, the tendency is, why are these people lying to me? I can't trust them because actually I know mm-hmm. this is not true. And it takes a long time to be – it just shows how weak external stimulus is, doesn't it? Unless you're – you know, unless you're sort of vulnerable or you know, crave it yourself, it shows how weak that stimulus is. It's what's inside of it that's so important and slowly coming around. And I'm guessing having a, having a, a good, strong um, sort of relationship with uh, your significant other really makes a difference because actually she must have seen something in you and must have helped rebuild you in a way. Uh, yes, most most definitely. And we, we met in re- recovery um wow, she has her yeah she has her own story uh, as well and, wow. and 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 i'll tell you what um you know i didn't know how to have a, a relationship um i had yeah. no i no idea how to say when you do this i feel this and therefore you know all of those communication skills were non-existent you know and so uh, when we got together and we moved in uh, early on with only like about a year clean uh, i had um you know after the honeymoon, so to speak, was over after about three weeks, we started fighting. Um, and, and, and she thought, you know, I was, I was cheating on her all the time and I wasn't. And I thought that she was, you know, um, uh, batshit crazy. And, <laughs> and, 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 and I put my hand through the wall a couple of times in frustration and, and, and we, we, we got some counseling, you know, I mean, um, and, and at first I thought this is, how is this going to work? We've been together for a few months and we're going to counseling already, you know, but, Really, that's what we needed. It gave us the skills to yeah. to 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 be able to say and relate to each other how we really felt inside. And uh, so, you know, here we are, um, uh, 11, 12 years later, and, and with kids, and 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 really enjoying our life. And um, I'm I'm and yes, so having someone to relate to that gets me, and can see the goodness in me, and, and also knows the dark side a little bit as yeah. well, um, uh, has been a great help. Yes. In fact, that's a fascinating, it's a fascinating thing, isn't it? It's like, uh, like trauma survivors, you know, they always send people who've been in the military, for example, say it's very hard to actually talk to people who've had trauma who haven't been in that world because they just don't get it. So the fact that the pair of you had experienced similar lives, at least you understood it, at least you understood what you've gone through yourself and you'd be able to uh, relate it to another person. Even if that was hard to do, that was mm-hmm. something you could do that somebody else would never be able to do. Definitely. Definitely. It helps to whatever our, our situation or our experience.
experiences to have someone else who who shares that yeah. and that we can look to for understanding and connect that's brilliant so so you were telling me earlier that you've written a book and you and you work and you help and deal with people and such like in this this space so how, how did that come about well um at, at my job that i mentioned um i i went through a period there where i felt very i was happy and i was grateful that i was you know, um, leading a division within this company. And I was, you know, I was there at a, at a startup and, and we, we grew the company uh, quite a bit. And I had like 40 developers working uh, with me and or under me or however you want to put that. And, and, uh, but I felt this, um, and, and we had a nice, I become a homeowner and owned a house in Tampa Bay, Florida uh, by the water and, uh, was doing great on many levels. Uh, but I, I felt a sense of, um, longing, you know, um, uh, nothing wrong with corporate uh, necessarily, but I just, I, I wanted more, you know, and uh, I struggled for a while because, you know, my, you know, some of the people I, I talked to said, you're just, you're, you're not grateful or, or you, you know, you, you've come so far. I mean, what more do you want? You know? Um, but I, I wanted to tell my story and to help other people and, uh, and to help them see what I saw. And it kind of circled around that. It's different for everybody, and I, I get that. Uh, but for me, what I saw that day that I had that awakening, I, I wanted to somehow figure out how to help other people see the same exact thing. Yeah, because it it helped. You know, it took on a life of its own. What I saw was able enough to help me navigate through a lot of difficult circumstances, even though I didn't know the specifics of what was to come or what was to, what I could expect. I didn't know what a growth mindset was about. I just knew that I saw something that I was worth it. And if I could help other people do that, that's what I wanted to do. So um, I felt like I could probably do that the best through, through writing a book, a, a memoir. Uh, and that was my first book, uh, The Prison Within, A Memoir of Breaking Free. And so I told the story, you know, of how, you know, my life had been up to a certain point through my eyes, first person. And, um, um, I, 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 um, I, I wrote that and, and it did well and, um, uh, helped a lot of people. And I, and, and I began focusing, uh, full, full time pretty much on helping others. And, uh, the other book that, that will be out soon and, um, the date keeps changing, uh, uh, so uh, <laughs> uh, that's called awaken, connect, transform, uh, the universal path to happiness and success. And, um, I believe that connection is the foundation of, of, of everything meaningful. Uh, it's the reality that underlies everything we are connected and without, um, having it like a conscious awareness of that on some level, we deprive ourselves of power and, and meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. And so, um, this path that I was on, um, in, in, in abstracted in a way is what, what, what I want to offer others back and, and that book's out. In a Fantastic. Few so if people would like to, how can they find out more about your work? How could they pre-order? Tell me, tell me how we can help you. Sure. Um, they can go to, uh, Don, Cummins.com and uh, forward slash books and uh, or just navigate around in the site and it's easy to find and and uh, it'll have all the information there um, to to either pre-order or to order um, that and the the other book uh, the prison within very good and that's done hyphen Cummins isn't it we'll put a link in the show notes to it but just in okay. case anyone's in the just in case anyone's sort of typing as we're chatting um so that's very good and are you on, on all the socials to compete we'll find you on those things as well uh i am i'm, I'm on instagram and uh, uh tiktok and facebook i have a facebook page as well very modern yes <laughs> <laughs> great oh well that's absolutely fantastic tom thank you so much and 
And it is interesting. I love what you said there, that people have their own journey. And I think sometimes it's fascinating to hear other people's because A, it gives you hope. But also, like you just said there, there might be something, a way of thinking, a method, a technique, a tool, a, a strategy, an, a, an awakening, a realisation, whatever it might be. It's, if, if you can say what worked for you, at least people can listen to that and think, well, actually, some of this might work for me. And it's just, it's just experimenting in a way, isn't it, when people are ready to. Yes, absolutely. You know, and I, I look at it that, you know, what I put out there, it's not everyone's cup of tea, you know, and, uh, uh, and, and that's okay. You know, it doesn't have to be, it just has nope. to, you know, reach someone at the moment when they're ready to hear it. You know, if you have ears to hear, let you hear, you know, and if you don't, then, then maybe you can hear it another way. And, yeah. and the whole point is that we all, we all grow and we have our unique ways of doing that. And, yeah. and that's okay. And sometimes you can hear it, but you're not ready, as you say. But sometimes it's, there's no harm in actually making sure you've got something on the bookshelf that when you're ready to hear it, then, you, then you're not scrabbling around trying to find it again. So that that's really yes. helpful as well. Most it's been a real joy. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed that. And uh, I think it's such a powerful subject. And uh, I encourage people to go and buy the book, pre-order if it's not out yet. And when it is out, I'm sure it'll be on Amazon and all the usual places that people buy books. So thanks for spending time with us today. Thank you. Um, um, uh, Thank you for having me on the show. Been a joy. Glad to be here. You take care. Thank you. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you're in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.